Football is life. Welcome back to the Incomparables coverage of Ted Lasso Season 1. My name is Dan Morin, uh, and uh, we are walking through the the episodes of the first season of Ted Lasso because, gee, we just enjoyed the show so gosh darn much. And in advance of the second season coming out, we thought we'd take a look back at what we liked so much about the first season. Uh, this episode is covering Episode 2 of Ted Lasso, which is entitled Biscuits. Uh, and I have assembled a murderer's row of uh, talented football players to join me. <laughs> Shannon Sutherth is here. Hi, Shannon. Hi. I- I'm not really sure what's a joke anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. John Moltz is also here. Hi, John. Uh, lose the ponytail, Dan. <laughs> I, I should. It's true. It doesn't look good with uh, my hairline, let me tell you. And joining <laughs> us in his incomparable debut, Paul Saborin's here. Welcome, Paul. Hello. I've got a face. <laughs> um yeah so we're gonna run through episode two and uh as a warning for you uh of course we will be spoiling things probably from the rest of the season too a little bit Mm. we'll try to keep it mainly to this episode but we'll uh we'll probably talk a little bit about the show as a whole so be aware if you haven't already seen ted lasso what are you waiting for go out and watch is your problem it's not that big a time commitment (laughs) go you shouldn't be listening to this yeah i'm watching it right now (laughs) go shoot watch multitasking (laughs) Uh, all right. So this is the second episode as I mentioned. I think one of the interesting things about this just before we get into it is like, I think second episodes are really hard. I think they're way harder than first episodes because first episodes yeah. are like, I've got a premise, right? Like I've got an idea for a show and it's like, we banged out half an hour on this really tight idea for like, here's the setup. He's a American football coach and he goes to London. Hilarious. Right. But like the second episode, you kind of got to deliver. What is this show about? Uh, and so we open with Ted making himself breakfast on his first <laughs> official day. He pours himself a bowl of shredded wheat, which is one big shredded wheat. Uh, and He's uh, got to do the work himself. Yes, exactly. You got you to break that sucker up. Uh, I feel like I had those when I was a kid. I feel like they were still around in the U.S. when I, I was think, a kid. I think you were just smaller and they seemed better. That's what it is. <laughs> I always wondered why the mini wheats were so mini. Um, he is met outside by Coach Beard, and they discuss having the first day of school, uh, and they walk uh, over, grab some coffee, and go to the park where the kids are playing soccer, and there's one particularly talented young woman who is, like, basically getting one over on all the guys, like, you know, dribbling through them and stuff. Uh, and we uh, go into the office to have sort Actually, of Actually, before you go into the oh, office, yeah, yeah. could I could I yeah, drop in sure. a note or two? Yeah. I don't want to hijack the show. No, the this, is, what the, this is the show. <laughs> um, this is it. Well, first of all, uh, noting the fact that this episode is directed by, of all people, Zach Braff, uh, which is a fact yeah. I did not know about on my first couple of viewings. Um, and I, I remember reading, but I don't remember any of the completely accurate details. So this is entirely from memory that I think he just was going to be over in England for for a job and i think bill lawrence it's bill lawrence right yep um just contacted him and asked him if he would be interested in directing an episode and it just worked out to be this one i think Hmm. um which i thought was just sort of a neat fact it was just it's the only episode he directed uh on the season um i i love in these opening few minutes that this the way the show plants seeds exactly. for future episodes exactly. such as you know and not necessarily <laughs> yeah. huge seeds and i also like the fact that they don't hang a lampshade on every one of them but like they got to look right coach which comes back in a later episode um and uh the we see show the busker 
Yes, Cam, uh, Cam Cole, the, the busker, shows up briefly. Um, and the, the character, it's credited in IMDb only as Soccer Girl. Mm-hmm. And, and she shows up in the next episode. I believe she's named in that episode, but I haven't I believe her name recently. is Shannon. It, that I sounds, think it is Shannon. sounds <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. 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 Which um, I think is the actress's, I think it's the actress's name. Hmm. Uh, I was, when I was first watching this, um, I was they they show her enough they deal with her enough and enough times that i thought they were setting her up to be a more integral character in the, mm-hmm. in the season mm-hmm. uh which yeah. i was a little intrigued by but in retrospect i'm kind of glad they didn't because that you know shows can run on certain coincidences but just the idea that you know he, he randomly runs across some young woman in a park who happens to be this uh football phenom and has a bunch of great out of the box ideas like that's the way i thought they might take that character with the way that she kept showing up um but that's a little too like you know ran- too random yeah. a coincidence yeah it's a little too pat a little too tv mm-hmm. right, we so have I'm, another I'm, season or two yeah i was gonna say maybe you know, maybe I mean, they're, they're working yeah. on bringing her back could be. And there's so many uh, characters already you know i mean but you've got the team and and the management you know there, there's already so many um characters to juggle that you know, it, it feels like it makes more sense. But I do like that they they have this familiar cast that evolves around them. We're going to get to know yeah. the the pub owner May, right. yep. her regulars yep. in the pub, um, the the various guys who will you know occasionally stop on the street and talk to Ted. That those people keep coming back, and at the moment she's one of that group. Um, she just I think she makes a more instant connection with him. Yeah. with it's, Ted. It's ironic too because it's like it, it kind of gives it that feel of like a small town, even mm-hmm. though it's in yeah. a big city. Like it's got yeah. this little yeah. insular neighborhood yeah. feel to it, and I think that helps with the intimacy of the relationships, not only between the characters, but also just the fact that everybody knows Ted and like kind of like that he can go drink in the pub while he's also coaching like the the football team that is like the area team. Like it, it provides that sort of dynamic I feel like that you might get more in a small town comedy or something like that. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh and mm-hmm. I want to mention yes of course the Zach Braff thing. I think that makes, you know, given Zach Braff's uh, long time on Scrubs also a Bill Lawrence show. No no surprise that they yeah. he was able to convince him to get him on a on an episode and it it feels like those shows, I mean, like with a lot of Bill Lawrence stuff, they're like, there's a very specific sense of humor there. So I feel like there's some simpatico. Yeah. And there's uh, also some uh, some slightly more cinematic touches to this hmm. particular episode. Uh, just uh, I, I, I pointed out later on, but let's dive in right now, where there's a few shots where <laughs> jokes are delivered and or scenes play out via like some rack focuses, which are things you don't necessarily mm-hmm. see in a half hour, mm-hmm. even in a single cam half hour sitcom or so there, there's a well, we'll get to it later, but there's, there's like some dolly in shots and just some some moves that could just be a little overly showy. But I thought they were actually pretty tastefully executed and generally worked for what they were trying to accomplish in the episode that that I appreciated in this episode. Yeah. D- did they do they pan around Apple products? <laughs> <laughs> it's very dramatic. Dolly in zoom in onto the, uh, the front of the iPhone. Here's the iPad. Um, so we've got the first sort of big, like, like scene in this episode really is the biscuits with the boss, which of course is not only the, the title of the episode, but is a sort of recurring, uh, you know, joke happening here where Ted brings Rebecca a a light motif, if you will. Yes, exactly. If you want to get fancy, I guess. (laughs) Um, I do. (laughs) 
And Ted is like relentlessly optimistic about this. He wants to bond. He wants to talk about like the first concert and the best concert. And Rebecca's trying to get him rid of him the whole time and like sort of get him out the door because she really doesn't want to get attached to him. But he's very, very difficult to get rid of. Uh, yeah, that that was a really interesting <laughs> point because, you know, Ch- Chip and I were rewatching for to, uh, for tonight and, you know, he's sort of like, he, I can't make up my mind. Is is he being too much? And I'm like, well, you know, yeah, he, you know, th- we are seeing what is going to play out later, um, that that relentlessness that, you know, once it's nothing mean, he, he he's not being intentionally rude he just gets on a a rail and then goes down the hill on the roller coaster and nothing's going to stop him um so we're seeing sort of i think what you know what eventually sort of drove his wife to number one want space and then as we see (laughs) later on uh number two go through with the divorce um and then on the other side you've got rebecca when he came in she was searching rupert Mm mm-hmm she yeah. she's still very much in that raw place of, you know, not wanting to open up to anybody because she has just gone through um, this very painful, um, acrimonious divorce with the person that she was supposed to be as open as possible with for the rest of her life. Yeah. The autocompletes on her Google search are also pretty fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, oh, I was, I was going to make. Uh, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that. So, I want to talk a little bit about people's experience watching this show for the first time, and and reflect in my own anyway, because I, I have the feeling, like most people, I had several trusted friends tell me you must go watch Ted Lasso, and I had seen mm-hmm. the commercials and the 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 ads for this, and I you know I like Jason Sudeikis fine, but you know he always had a sort of smarm to his characters that he played in things like We're the Millers and such, and and. If just average average Joes that I didn't know their taste better had told me to watch the show, I'd be like, fine, whatever. But when I get around to it, but I, I got kind of pushed into watching it. And I was glad that I was. And with shows like this, I've had this experience where the first episode, you enjoy it and probably a lot more than you expected to, even when your expectations have been set high. Uh, that was certainly my experience. Episode two for me was where I really started to fall in love with the show. I mean, I really enjoyed it. I loved, Mm -hmm. I I really liked all the characters and I was very excited to see where it was going, but I wasn't really falling genuinely head over heels in love with this show until episode two and then episode three beyond it. There are several points along the way in this particular episode where my love really blossomed. And the first one is the capper on this scene, the button on the scene where he high fives the tree, (laughs) which I have to believe was just an ad lib on his way out because, you know, I can't imagine you'd script. There is a hat rack that looks vaguely like a tree just inside the door. He high fives it on his way out. And it was just, it's this thing he threw in that was perfectly in character. Also really funny and a great button on the scene. And I was like, okay, show, I'm entirely yeah. on your wavelength right now. Yeah, yeah I had yeah. a similar experience in that th- this was the episode that really started to draw my interest in really strongly. Um, I am a big Anglophile, have you know loved reading and watching all kinds of British um, media all my life. So I was kind of intrigued with, you know, well, you know, here's this American who has to, gets dropped into the middle of England. So that was always going to interest me. And then, um, and the first day of school theme uh, really spoke to me. I'm a teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was immediately drawn to seeing 
what he does. And, you know, this can I can bring this in later as we go on. But the way Ted starts from day one, doing what he does as a coach to start establishing himself with the players and find out who he's got in this group of men and what he's going to be able to do with them. Yeah. yeah. And he starts making headway in this episode, too. I exactly. think that's, that's yeah. one of the, the things that makes you enjoy it more, because I think I came into it cold and I had seen some of the I had seen the commercials that they had done beforehand um, and wasn't really <laughs> didn't love them. I thought they were cute, but I didn't wasn't crazy about them. And I just knew that it was on Apple TV. And I was like, OK, I'm going to I'm just going to try this. And I saw it fairly early on um, before most of the other people that I knew who, who ended up loving it had seen it. And, and I think the, f when you watch the first one, I have a real problem with cringy TV shows. Like I don't like, yeah. I, I can't, I can't do the office and things like that. And I was afraid it was going to be like that. And then this, I think this is the episode that made me feel comfortable with it. Um, I really began to love it in the third episode, but this episode at least made me aware that it wasn't going to be like that. Yeah. yeah, I think I mean, I think, John, probably your urging was one of the reasons I started watching this along with our other podcast co-hosts <laughs> suggesting yeah. that it was good. And uh, I agree. I don't listen. I felt like I was I felt like I was like crazy. Like there was like I was like, am I am I going crazy here or is this like the best show I've ever seen? <laughs> <laughs> could be both. Could nobody be both. else is talking about this right now. Why is nobody else talking about it? Yeah, And it could be so disappointing when like when you have someone, a friend recommend a show yes. and they're really enthusiastic about it mm -hmm. and then you watch it and it's just yes. not it's like, your tempo yep yeah yep. it's like having a friend recommend like an album or something like you really gotta listen to mm -hmm. this song and you're like oh, i don't know um but it, and it's tough i'm with you john like the cringy stuff is not my thing and my wife especially really dislikes it and so i was like oh, is she gonna like this like is this gonna be a thing i end up watching at all and i think we both fell in love with it and it was it was because of the the genuineness and i think paul's right like this scene definitely and i would say the scene later in the office as well are mm -hmm. kind of uh, a two-piece, like a one-two punch for like exactly what to expect from this series. And I think yeah. that helps a lot is like getting like an idea of like, this is how this is going to go. This is who these characters are. Uh, that really plays out well. And this is the, the mm -hmm. first place I think that we get the really, uh, the really clear idea that this is just Ted. Like this is who Ted is. He's the guy who's going to deliver biscuits to the boss every morning, even though she's like, nope, we can't do this. I don't have time for this. <laughs> and you're going to come back tomorrow, aren't you? <laughs> Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I enjoy that a lot. Um, so we've moved on to the, the, they're having their practice. They're getting ready. And we have a bit of uh, some, some of our first verbal wordplay where Ted discovers that cleats are called boots and he can get the boot for putting boots in the boot because everything is boots in England. <laughs> um, there's a bit where Sam gets uh, knocked over by Jamie uh, while they're practicing and uh, Sam Sam swears actually for yeah. I think the only time in the yeah. series mm -hmm. he's yeah. Sam's Which a, little, seems a little out of character yes. as you come to know him later. I thought so too. I thought because I really love Sam. He's one of my favorites, and I thought in this scene, that first scene in specific, they didn't really know what to do with him yet. The, by the mm -hmm. end of this episode, I feel like they had much more crystallized exactly who his character is. But the his first scene here, I think, is a little like I, it's not quite right for that character. But I, yeah. I love where they go with him by the end. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Ted gives his classic advice here where he tells him that he, you know, he wants Sam to be a goldfish because the goldfish is <laughs> they're, they're the happiest because they got a 10 second memory. Yeah. And he's already asking like Nate he, and, and Coach Beard, who's apparently been scouting, you know, he's like, OK, I, I need to start to learn 
what you know what what do I what do I know about these guys? Um, what what do I need to know about these guys? And I think part of it informs um, in the next episode or two when he gives everybody on the team books mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that he is a, mm-hmm. that he's picked out especially in hoping that they will absorb uh, messages. And you know, Sam he gets Ender's Game. Uh, so the 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 little you know the little boy you know far away from home being expected to do all these big things. Yeah, yeah. There's a. I think it's clear from this episode that that Ted's coaching style is very much about people less than mm-hmm. it is about football or soccer <laughs> sports. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think he knows that much. Yeah. About either. The um, show in a in a lot of ways uh, for me and and other members of my family, while they're obviously not the same show. It pushes a lot of similar buttons for us as Friday Night Lights hmm. in okay. that hmm. s- similarly in that you'd have to convince someone to watch it when they say, oh, I don't like football or I don't like soccer. That it's not really about the sport. It is, but it isn't. It's about the the mm-hmm. the characters and their interaction and, and honoring their uh, agency and conflicts um, and falling in love with the characters themselves far less about uh, the game that it's ostensibly about, but yeah. just mm-hmm. both uh, Coach Coach, which is what we call Coach Taylor in our house all, at all times, uh, <laughs> Coach Taylor and Ted Lasso both are just they're they're filled with integrity and they're all about coaching the the person as much or more than the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. you start to lay the groundwork, in, in, particularly in this episode, for, yeah, for that and, approach. And, and, and that comes around when. Um when Trent Krim is interviewing him and Ted, you know, just says flat out, I love coaching. I love bringing out the best in yep. this group of players. Right. Um, Rebecca talks to Higgins about Ted and uh, instructs him to find the source of the biscuits in part <laughs> because she clearly loved the biscuits and in part because she also just doesn't want to be bothered by Ted every day. Um, <laughs> in the, in the locker room, they're starting to talk about their upcoming match against Crystal Palace. Uh, I love. I always love Coach Beard's assessment. A lot of speed on the outside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably the most speed. we hear about soccer in this entire <laughs> series. Um, uh, they uh, unveil Nate's suggestion box. Very, very ornate <laughs> suggestion box, um, which I love. And Roy gives uh, Ted some grief for not thinking more about the match uh, and thinking instead about like how good are the snacks. Uh, in the locker room, mm-hmm. to which Jamie points out, they're terrible. <laughs> they're not good. Yeah. Um, there's a scene where uh, Ted uh, is outside and going in, and he opens the door as he sees Rebecca coming, which is a, you know, one of those great jokes where it just holds that shot yep. for like too long, yeah. and then it goes around, and it's still yep. funny because it's way too long. Uh, uh, Storm and a I, southern gentleman. Yeah. <laughs> Storm and I, uh, my music partner Storm and I, we we call those sorts of jokes um, Steve Martining. Mm. <laughs> the scene from Dead, when, okay. Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid Dead where Steve Martin plaid, yeah. wakes up and starts pouring coffee into the coffee maker <laughs> and continues pouring it till it stops being funny and continues pouring it and continues pouring it until it gets really funny again. Like the, the commitment to take a bit that long to come back around. Like that was, this was another uh, signpost for me of falling in love with the show that it, it took the time to hold that bit exactly too long enough. And he's not doing a bunch of mugging and he's just kind of looking around and blinking. And I, I just mm-hmm. love that yeah. they had the confidence to, to really sit on that bit. Uh, this whole scene is pretty good. Keeley shows up in, a, in mm-hmm. an Aston Martin, I believe, uh, making a really great ent- entrance that involves her popping out of the car and saying, would you rather be a lion or a panda? <laughs> uh, 
And Ted immediately is like, he's like taking it seriously, right? He thinks about that question. He's like, oh, Panda, you know? And and I just love that Rebecca is like, I don't have time for this, walks away. And then immediately, and as then soon as Ted back, answers, she's, she's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> she's, like, she's got time for it if he's wrong. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I, I love her comeback about what's black and white or red and red all over. It's Panda after it's run into a freaking lion, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and so they have, you know, clearly she also tweaks to something here, right? That is that Ted and Keely have like a rapport, uh, mm-hmm. and you can kind of tell there's like that lingering shot on Rebecca. That's like, something's happening here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then or, we, or uh, she can, she can manipulate it. She can use. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I also like that this is our first glimpse of, um, Keely mentioning that like at this moment, she's very intimidated by Rebecca. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a yeah. great point. And, and she chooses Rebecca, she, and she goes she with Rebecca. She is a very tall choice. and intimidating woman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, kudos. Yeah, Juno Temple, fantastic in this entire series. But yeah, she pretty much steals, I feel like, uh, almost every scene she's in. Yeah. I, uh, I, I had a note. Um, I am absolutely floored. Like, she's so much charisma on screen. Mm-hmm. and But I, I was, it was remarkable to me how she has instant rapport with every single person she interacts with on screen. Mm-hmm. And she just like she makes the whole scene better. She doesn't steal focus, but she's doing interesting things. And it, it she's she's a very unique and, and compelling performer for me, yeah, and, and yeah. one of my favorites on the show. Yeah. Uh, Jamie uh, comes out, and uh, Ted asks him whether he wants to be a lion or a panda. And Jamie has a very Jamie answer, which is, "I'm me. Why would I want to be anyone else?" <laughs> to which Ted says, "It's actually it's very psychologically healthy of you." <laughs> <laughs> Which goes right over Jamie's head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right over Jamie's yeah. head. Uh, uh, one one more signpost for me, uh, just a throwaway at the end of that interaction where Jamie yep. says, cheers. And he just, and Ted offhandedly throws back, night court, <laughs> which I didn't catch. This is like my fourth time watching it. The <laughs> first time for, yeah. I caught that joke. Yeah. Thank you for explaining to me because I paused it, ran it back, and I'm like, I don't get it. Was that a reference to Night Court? Thank you for just putting that together for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, think, this, yeah. this might be Thurs- the watching where I got it the first time. Yeah, yeah. You're just putting together must see Thursday shows. Yeah, sure. Why not? Right, That's right. Yeah. It, it's Ted's yeah. still picking up. You know, he doesn't know British yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Which is like, kind of like the, the, the whole premise of the sh- the show can be sort of pinned on a difference between what the word football in english and the word football in you know <laughs> yeah. for the brits <laughs> right and yet they they also use those jokes throughout the show i think to very great effect um without like making it too obvious mm-hmm. yeah yeah i i the fish out of water thing is not it's played just right like right like mm-hmm. it could have easily yeah. been overplayed but because of who ted is and his personality I think it, mm-hmm. it, he, they managed to just walk that line really nicely. Yeah. 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 Um, at the pub, Ted and Beard decided to do something special for Sam's birthday to help sort of cheer him up because he's mm-hmm. been uh, not performing as well as he had previously when he was in Nigeria. Um, they go through the suggestions, which are mostly <laughs> wanker, uh, <laughs> except for the one about what choking on a hamburger and he's like, oh, yeah. anonymous. No, Roy signed that one. Yeah. <laughs> and then Coach Beard's little, d- d- yeah. just really oh, disappointed. Roy. Roy. He's just yeah. disappointed. <laughs> yeah. He's more disappointed than anything else. Yes, because he's the one that he knows he's, that Roy's the one that if they can get him on their side, <laughs> things will start falling into place. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the one c- comment that they seize upon is that the shower pressure is rubbish. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's file that one away. 
Uh, we have another encounter with our uh, soccer girl slash Shannon, and she sort of dribbles by Ted at that point. Um, in the office, Rebecca <laughs> is trying biscuits and then spitting them out and telling Higgins <laughs> he has not found the right, the right one. Uh, Ted brings in more biscuits and talks about bonding as a team and points out that he's going to have lunch with uh, Higgins later. Mm-hmm. Uh, and th- that in what I think is my and throws win over a pun scene. at him. Yes, that's my win over <laughs> scene yep. where, where, where he says, Caesar, you later. And then oh, Ted, the bit of physical comedy of Ted storming back in, pointing at him. So yes. yes. <laughs> and Rebecca's reaction. Yes. Just right. like, <laughs> completely startled. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's that's a, just a it's a brilliant little staging bit right there. Yeah. Oh, another another little trivia factoid that a lot of people probably know because she's mentioned it in a number of uh, interviews. But uh, Hannah Waddingham has said that actually the biscuits <laughs> tasted awful. Yeah, tasted terrible. Um, yeah, right. That, right. And that she apparently as the as the season went on, she managed to convince them to make them a little more palatable. But apparently, she had to do a lot of <laughs> acting to make it look oh, like man. those are the most delicious biscuits <laughs> she ever. Which yeah. is interesting because uh, I, I know a few people. I we probably all know a few people. Uh, I mean, on this podcast, know a few people who got the uh, the sort of screener uh, pro- promo packages that uh, the Ted Lasso promo packages in in advance of award season that got sent out, which included uh, some of those biscuits that, by several people's reports, were actually incredibly delicious. Well, good. Yeah, you yeah. don't you want to send out the gross ones. That's a real yeah. mistake. <laughs> There's the, um I'm I'm in a Discord of Ted Lasso fans and people have been sharing different recipes that they mm-hmm. have found mm-hmm. all over the place and I think even uh I I think Babish the, the YouTube cook has mm-hmm. yep. tried cracking the recipe. So, you know, people are working very yeah. hard to 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 make Ted's well, biscuits. And it was then it was teased in the last Apple yeah. event. Yeah, it at was the end the very of the end, Apple event. it, it, it and it, you could catch like the very beginning of the it was at the very end of the credits for the event yep. and you could catch the beginning of the the recipe and, and somebody looked it up online and it was an yeah. actual recipe and they tried it and said it was pretty good yeah that yeah. was uh, uh underscore david smith who is a host over at relay uh-huh. fm who's a, yep. a developer yep. uh yeah but <laughs> i i i'm disappointed because i feel like if you're going to produce biscuits to be on a show why not make them good it probably takes as much effort to make good biscuits as bad biscuits right like just <laughs> yeah, make really. the good ones yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they were buying store-bought at first. Ah, probably. <laughs> uh, Beard and Ted check out the shower pressure, which is indeed pretty terrible. Uh, and then they get Sam out of the uh, the locker room so that they can bring around the collection box. Another fantastic box that Nate mm-hmm. has made uh, where you put the money <laughs> Nate and in the mouth. Nate and his niece. And his niece. That's right. Uh, and Nate goes around and Jamie, uh, being Jamie, again, puts his gum in. Uh, mm-hmm. At which point Ted decides he needs to have a talk with him and sort of uh, confronts him. And and Jamie compares himself at this point to Mick Jagger and uh, Roy to <laughs> Keith Richards. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ted tries to convince him to be better. And Jamie sort of insincerely says that he will try. Yeah, that, that was another teacher yeah. moment for me because, you know, the, the minute Ted is there in front of him and talking to him, he's, you know, he's pulling it in a little bit. Mm-hmm. And the minute mm-hmm. Ted turns his back... He, you know, makes yeah. a makes a gesture, which actually Ted can see because of the mirror. Yep. And yeah. Ted does not look surprised at all. He is almost just, certainly again, run into again, this kind of behavior before. Just disappointed. Just yeah. disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. Not surprised, but disappointed. Uh, Ted is uh, at a press conference answering questions about the upcoming game against Crystal Palace. Uh, Trent Krim makes an appearance and asks Ted to explain the offside rule. Trent Krim of the Independent, you mean? Sorry, of the Independent. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Asked Ted to explain the offside rule, who 
And he replies with the uh, Supreme Court quote about uh, obscenity, which is, you know, it when you see it, um, which actually is a really great way of dealing with that question. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. A a reporter from The Sun asks Rebecca about the new revelation that Rupert was with another woman, yet another woman, while they were together, which does sort of knock her back a bit. Uh, But she also has a uh, a great comment there about uh, who knew men could multitask, which is some deft work there. I loved that bit because Ted watching that scene play out Mm -hmm. and you can sort of tell like he's wondering whether he should step up or not. Um, And he doesn't, you know, he she he lets her handle it. But what that did for me, it informed for me. No, number one, he goes almost immediately to check on her. Mm-hmm. Um, and number two, he has gotten a hint of what Rupert must have been like. And then when they get to the charity ball, he sees for himself, okay, yeah, this guy's scum. Um, right. I, I love that follow through that that he that he right away he starts noticing mm-hmm. and and filing it in the back of his head. Yeah. Um, so uh, as, you, as Shannon said, Ted goes to check on Rebecca uh, and brings in sort of he's gotten a care package from his son and he's going through all the stuff that's in there, including, of course, barbecue sauce. Uh, and <laughs> he comes up with the idea, you know, he asks about food that can teleport you back home where there's a and then there's a shot of Rebecca looking at the biscuits, uh, <laughs> yeah. which is, again, very telling. Yeah, um, something else I and, noticed. And he this notices time. that as well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And something else I noticed this time around, and maybe I'm just imagining things at this point, but um, when Ted mentions that the care package is from his little boy, and the first things he's sharing are like the toys, things that, of course, a child would want to do, she gets this look on her face. And then when we learn down the road that apparently mm. Rupert was never interested in having a child with her, like she, mm. he robbed her of that opportunity. Yeah to be a mom i i I think there was a touch of that nice yeah good catch um the uh he asks rebecca about jamie and trying to figure out how i love that expression is that where he says like uh, i don't have his like operating instructions or something like that Mm -hmm. uh which i love (laughs) i just thought that was a great way of (laughs) of putting it um and uh she in sort of a uh uh dual ulterior motive moment suggests that he talks to keely uh, and he leaves her one of the army men that his uh, son has sent him as her first line of defense. Mm-hmm. Um, at a photo shoot, Keely is, uh, is chosen to be dressed as a lion. She is selling caffeinated vodka. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> and one of the best sight gags ever, seeing the poor other model who had to be the <laughs> yeah. hand yeah. with those huge dark rings of makeup yeah. around her eyes. That and the guy in the uh, total great. green screen screen. Yeah. Right, right, it's right. going to be the lion. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the lion. Uh, I even love the fact that um, the song over the soundtrack that's supposedly being played during this uh, photo shoot is Lizzo's Juice, which is a wonderful song. And I don't get me wrong. I absolutely love Lizzo. But at this point, that song has been kind of played out as a background to a lot of things and in commercials <laughs> and such. And the fact that this kind of cheesy caffeinated mm-hmm. vodka product mm-hmm. is playing this kind mm-hmm. of overplayed song yeah. associated with it. I thought that was a I, – I like to think that was a, su- a subtle touch and not just a, hey, let's use a Lizzo song. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ted quizzes Keely about what motivates Jamie uh, between uh, like feeding her bites of her, the, the free hamburgers. Because she's got lion claws. She's got lion claws. She can't, she, she can't grow it. Yeah. Um, and she suggests positive reinforcement, which, as he points out, is kind of in his wheelhouse. 
Um, but somebody is taking pictures of them from afar uh, as they are sort of taking them up. I will say for myself, one of the things that does I'm glad that they don't do is it felt like they could have leaned into having this be a romantic subplot at this point. And like when I'm only two episodes in right. and you're like, oh, Ted, you know, he's got, you know, he, he has somebody back home, but it's clear that things are strained because otherwise he wouldn't be over here. Maybe they're going to set up like a love triangle or something. And I'm beyond glad <laughs> That that it yeah. that is not yeah. how where they went with uh, this particular pairing because their chemistry is so good as like pals that mm-hmm. would have been yeah. it really would have I think made it very um, uh, soap opera. Yeah, their yep. their mutual charisma is just firing on all cylinders in this little interaction, and Juno Temple is just. I mean, the the character. Um, there, you can say this about just about every character in this show. About it, it could have gone very wrongly in, in other directions, like. Uh, Keely could have been set up as this sort of cheesy quote unquote bimbo character or, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. you know, much more exploited, but she is unapologetically who she is. She is, um, much smarter than people give her credit for. And she kind of uses that every now and then. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just, I, I just, I, I love everything about like every choice she made through over the course of, of, uh, filming this season. I just, I find her really wonderful on this show and it, right from this this first this is the first sort of extended interaction you've seen of her yeah uh, mm-hmm. with someone and it's just it's just a wonderful little scene um back in the locker room before the match against crystal palace uh, uh coach beard's last <laughs> words to them is that there's speed on the outside a lot of speed a lot of speed a lot of speed um, they wish sam a happy birthday bring in a cake and they give him a gift which turns out to be food from his home that he grew up with and in what is definitely my favorite scene of this entire episode maybe <laughs> the, like the first half of the series or so <laughs> coach uh, ted gives him an army man uh yeah. and at yeah. the end sam gives it back i don't really have the same fondness for the american military that you do <laughs> imperialism yeah. oh imperialism right <laughs> yeah uh, yeah and, and he's he's polite about it and ted's like oh right okay i didn't no, think that right. through yep. and you know he he takes it back and Which, what i what i like about this is they they make a whole lot of sam and he goes out and he has such a good game that he's the only one the commentators talk about it mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. loss yeah mm-hmm. so yeah. it's like immediately there's been an effect yeah and and but ted's ted's appeal is also just like being able to reach people that he isn't necessarily like don't necessarily have the same background as he as he does which you know you wouldn't expect i think is is in and at this point in the in the show it's surprising to see this guy who's sort of a yahoo from the middle part of the united states um being able to respect the opinions of this guy from Nigeria. Well, for me, it sort of goes back to what I said before about Ted being a teacher at heart. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, that's exactly, the kind of yes, thing right, that right. teachers in a classroom have to do. You got this whole disparate group of kids mm-hmm. from all backgrounds, all races, you know, all kinds of things. And you've got to try to connect with all of them in right. some way. And so Ted has that teacher's gift to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's... um. Uh, th- this is another it's not an original thought of mine but i'm going to pretend that it is for the purpose of this podcast <laughs> that <laughs> just so cut, just cut that that intro there. <laughs> yeah so much of the success of this show for me uh is about the sincerity uh both like of the character particularly uh, of of ted mm-hmm. but just the way that the show leads with sincerity and kindness uh without 
just matter-of-factly without making fun of it and without so overly leaning into it that it gets treacly. Like, there were a bunch of different ways that interaction with Sam and the Army Man figure could have gone. Like, they could have made it a, a real sort of oops oh boy tug it collar kind of uncomfortable moment but Mm -hmm. ted you know sam is sincere about his reasons and ted just immediately accepts it you know as as you say like the good teacher that he is would of like oh yeah of course my bad um and it's just it it's there and it's a funny little moment it's not beaten to death and it's not played wrongly for for, for lack yeah. of a better word yeah. like it just yeah. it and just I, played with the sincerity of the moment like they're both just two nice people being honest with each other and yet it still right. manages to be funny and interesting and i just i love that about this whole show and and that that little interaction is sort of and, in, in and a then behind the interaction sam mentions about you know he and his dad mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and jamie is there listening and turns around and makes this awful snarky comment and right. it's going to take a while to realize just, yes, just how deep Jamie's daddy issues go and mm-hmm. just how much of a problem it is. Yeah. 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 And Sam is sort of the first player that Ted is able to reach and Jamie is the last. Right. Yeah. That's a great point. Mm-hmm. I mean, Sam is kind of the most, uh, you know, like him in some ways. And I think, you know, to, to Paul's point about like overplaying that, that interaction, I think, they could have underplayed it as well. I thought, like, because I there's a brief moment where he hands him the army figure that I remember the first time watching it, thinking like, nah, that's a little uncomfortable. <laughs> and then they addressed it, and I was like, oh, okay, you know, like, cool. Let's let's go with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so they walk onto the field. A thing I did not catch the first time I watched this was that Roy has brought his niece. Phoebe's there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I totally missed that because it's not. Because no we dialogue. don't know who she is until. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a yeah, little yeah, girl yeah. they walks out with. It. I had to run it back and be like, oh, she's there. Okay. Yep. Um, the crowd is all chanting wanker at Ted as he comes in. And I enjoyed the bit from the. Uh, the announcers who are like, we apologize to the fans at home for the language. And then we cut to the pub where everybody's still just yeah, going. I, I, I'm assuming wanker. that's a thing <laughs> that they must have to do at live events. <laughs> yeah. On a regular yeah. basis. Frequently. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but May insists, you know, yells at all of them and says to give them a chance. And then we do our yeah. smash cut to <laughs> Richmond loses four to one. Yeah. Um, but as Shannon mentioned, Sam has had a great game on defense. Um, Jamie has scored the only goal, and he's very upset that they're not really talking about him until they say, like, a was it like a, a pitiful, a insignificant goal mm-hmm. for Jamie Tart? Yeah. And he says, thank you. At this point, my one little pet peeve with this, uh, or my issue with this one episode, it's a personal and extremely minor pet peeve, <laughs> is when there is either in, within the context of the show, either television footage or security camera footage that is very obviously not mm. realistically grabbed. There's there's a reaction shot when they're um, at, when the game is over, uh, a shot of uh, Ted and Coach Beard that is just very obviously recycled two shot mm. uh, of them from when from the same angle of when they're getting on the field. And there's in the reverse shot, you see that there's no camera in front of them. Uh, oh. no, no, that who, no, no, like TV camera person in front of them to have yeah. taken that shot. Uh, and, and it's like stuff like that always just, it's, it's, I know it's a dumb minor thing, but I always hate that. It takes me out of the show a little bit. And I was a little disappointed that they <laughs> couldn't just get like a long shot of the two of them or something, but that's just me. I'm weird that way. <laughs> and you got to find something wrong somewhere, right? <laughs> I think it's also. You never know what's going to catch different people's eyes, different people's experiences. 
I want to note also there's a great uh, reel out there you can find which talks about the visual effects in this show and oh, how yeah. much of the stadium in the crowd is not real, oh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. which is also right, kind right. of mind blowing because you think, oh, sure, like how hard is it to fill a stadium and just you know get a bunch of extras to do that? And the answer is, well, it's yeah. still kind of expensive, so why it's, not just use right. VFX? <laughs> <laughs> right, it's a lot cheaper to do effects. Um, we have our uh, uh, post game. the The team is sort of celebrating. Uh, Beard puts on some music. They're having their cake or whatever, and Jamie is kind of. Uh, not not into it, and so uh, uh, Ted calls him into the office and tries to exercise his positive reinforcement by telling him how great an athlete he is. He's the best he's ever seen, and he's a great goal and all of that, but he sneaks in that one little bit of like criticism, which is that sometimes you forget you're just one out of 11, and if you turn that me into us, the sky's the limit. Uh, and, and it works. It does. Yeah, Jamie. It's the thing. It works. On it. Jamie, yeah, because yeah, yeah. Jamie goes in there slouching, and the second Sam says, "You may be the best athlete I've ever coached," Jamie stands up. He's like, now he's right. co- sort of at attention and actually listening, and it even carries over for for a minute when Jamie exits. Um, he doesn't stay for the party, but he he exits, and Trent Krim catches him and tries to get a quote from him. The first thing Jamie tries to say is, "Well, we're a team." I mean, and then, you know, his frustration boils over and he, you know, snarks about everybody having cake in there and dancing, not giving mm-hmm. Trent Krim the context that it's Sam's birthday. Right. Um, but it, it it works for a minute. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, uh, rewinding just a little bit, my final signpost of, of falling in love with this uh, show thoroughly when uh, they come back into the locker room and Roy is screaming about how embarrassing that loss is and oh, Nate kind of yeah. nervously says, oh, I, yes, I am equally, equally livid, livid and breaks the glass yes. on the door with his elbow <laughs> and immediately wonders what the heck he just did. Yeah, well, and Roy has a writ, he says, good lad, you know. Good lad, yeah. <laughs> Which is yeah. Great. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yes. no, that that is a fantastic bit of physical comedy there because of like <laughs> Nick Muhammad's like expression of the oh my god like how did I do that you know and then, and then he and he and Ted just sort of share a little what the heck look with yeah. each other yeah. kind of out of focus it's great um, Roy takes a shower and sees that the water pressure has been improved. Uh, <laughs> Rebecca is in his in her office looking. But he, don't, but he doesn't tell the other guy until he, he turns tell it the on. Other guy later. <laughs> yeah. and, and and Ted has become the gaffer. The gaffer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right, he's, right, he he yeah. he yeah. started. He he. It's beginning. Yeah. <laughs> and that uh, I I thought that physical comedy bit of the other player getting knocked over was maybe a little. That's the the show at its most cartoony to the extent yeah. it gets. But I yeah. you know I let it. Slack it was worth it. it. it, it it's worth funny. It, it works. <laughs> yeah. It works in that moment. I think. Yeah, especially especially just with um, Brett Goldstein's line reader, just like careful, son. <laughs> new, new gaffers fix the water pressure. <laughs> it, it's hilarious to see Brett Goldstein talk like in any other context because you assume that he is like Roy, very gruff and everything. But he's like, I watched like some of his stand up, and he's just like super goofy, and it's like, yeah, <laughs> really difficult to make that work in my head. <laughs> Um, Rebecca is reading about all the bad tweets of how badly they did at the game and whether, you know, that Ted should be fired and all of that. And Ted shows up with some cake and tries to convince her and Higgins to come down to the locker room to show them that they're part of the team. Uh, Rebecca tries to convince him to like tell her where the biscuits are from, but then he mm-hmm. points out, I would never reason to visit you every day. I want to know if Ted baked the cake too, because Higgins loved that cake. <laughs> <laughs> it good. It was good. He said good cake. It looked good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, also in this scene, Rebecca was wearing a massive costume ring that I was kind of obsessed with this this last <laughs> watch around. When you, get, when you get when you've seen it enough times and you start to pay attention to these things, I'm I was really interested in that particular ring. <laughs> Um, we have the scene that Shannon alluded to where Trent talks to Jamie and he tr- almost gets it right and then kind of throws everybody else under the bus. Um, back in the locker room, Higgins is dancing. We have our mm-hmm. bit with uh, the other teammate <laughs> taking uh, the, the shower pressure in the face. Um, Ted runs into our soccer uh, girl again and sort of has a moment with her as he like tries to grab the ball from her and like joking around with her and talking to her about the game and stuff. And again, having that small town feel in this mm-hmm. moment. Um, Rebecca is in at home and she's sort of looking at the army man. Higgins calls her and basically explains, you know, she was the one who set up uh, the pictures of Ted and Keely and wants to know if she still wants to go through with this. And she tells him to go ahead and do it. Because she's seeing on the news um, mm-hmm. more about more her, about Rupert's, about Rupert's yeah. women. Yeah. yeah. If that, if she hadn't been watching that, I, I wonder if she might've hesitated and like held on to it for a little bit. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we get, of course, the big reveal in this episode, which is of course the Ted makes the biscuits, uh, <laughs> which I, I love. <laughs> Just fantastic yeah. bit there. That is that is kind of even though I kind of felt like it was maybe telegraphed a little bit by the second or third time that he won't reveal where they're from because it's not that big a town. How could she not and, find them? And Higgins can't. And Higgins can't find them. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then we have our last shot as Rebecca sees that story about Rupert's ex uh, as and she throws the army man onto the floor, which is a great scene dramatically. But then I thought about later. It's like, no, who does that? You don't just throw a piece of plastic on the floor. You got to step on that you later. Just, you gotta, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You got to go pick it up later. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's right. Just spread some Legos around. While yeah, you're exactly. At it. Excuse me. <laughs> Cal- 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 while you're at it, throw some jacks out there. Ruin your whole, your whole house. Yeah, Lego is, nice Lego item. is plural. My bad. I shouldn't call them Legos. <laughs> uh, and, and that tweets. is, uh, that's episode two. So, uh, yeah. any other, what other thoughts we got about this? Um, I, I think it, as you said, as a second episode, it's a really, really strong example. Um, it starts pulling us in the directions that we're headed for things to develop. Uh, something I noticed watching it this time around was the little miniature evolution of, of Higgins. Mm. Because there's in an early scene when the team is um, leaving or exiting or going one place or the other through a door. And uh, they go in between Rebecca and Higgins. He holds mm-hmm. up a hand to try and high five and every <laughs> yes. single one of them ignores him. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then we get the scene in the office where he's there with Rebecca and he, you know, he makes a pun at Ted who, you know, loves it. Um, and then he accepts the invitation to go downstairs after the loss and because, you know, I guess, number one, he wants more cake because it's really good. But also, he's down there around the team, you know, and they're, you know, they're fine with him being there. And it's it's a small scale atmosphere that sort of mimics the Wichita State video. Um, mm. yeah, you know, yeah. the idea of the yeah, idea yeah. of, you know, you know, even it's not they it's not the wild championship celebration that we see in that in the little video clip. But, you know, it's it's starting. Yeah, it's starting, right. and we and we right. see this stuff he's, continue um, in the mm-hmm. next episodes. Yeah, yeah, he's bit, well on his way. He's well on his way already to becoming the eventual diamond dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it, it's Ted is Ted is one. He's winning people over, right? We get this this entire yeah. episode is like we see him and and uh, Keely, we see him and Higgins, we see him and the soccer girl. Like there's all these people that he's yeah. starting. I kind of think about it like a. 
you know, we play Othello, right? Where you like surround the tokens and you slowly flip all the tokens onto your side. I feel like that's what yep. Ted does. He's kind of like slowly mm. flipping over everybody yeah. onto his side. He just does it with biscuits. That's right. It's the best <laughs> way sincer- to do it, if you ask me. B- biscuits and sincerity, which is, uh, yep. I don't know, a pretty a pretty good album name for some yeah, band. No. <laughs> I think a good podcast name, but yeah, I'll go with album. <laughs> uh, John, you have any other closing thoughts on this one? Yeah, no, I mean, I just remember, I just think back to watching it the first time and, you know, enjoying the first episode and then really feeling like in the second one, like, okay, this is, this is definitely worth, like, I mean, I, I was ready to start plowing through it. Um, and then by the third one, like I said, I was just absolutely in love. I mean, I think the third one is, was, eh, I don't know if it's my favorite episode, but it's certainly of the first few, it's definitely my favorite. And, um, it it kind of sneaks up on you, and then all of a sudden it snowballs, <laughs> mm-hmm. like Ted. Uh, exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. Uh, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna offer a real hot take. This is um, this is a very good television show. <laughs> oh uh, that's, wow, that's a daring opinion. Yeah, you know, <laughs> hey, I, I call him like out, I see him. Look out, gay Talese. <laughs> <laughs> one one calls them like one sees them. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I think you guys, you, you're all right. I think that. It is it is tough to sort of like put out the, the to what kind of show is it right like that's that's always yeah. the question I think with a lot of TV shows is like what kind of show are you making and a first episode can give you a taste of that but I think it takes an episode or two for you to be convinced that like okay this is really the show this is right like you didn't you right. didn't pull a bait and switch on me you didn't show me one thing yeah. in the pilot and then decide. Oh, but we couldn't really make that happen. And I think that yeah. the fact that they sort of double down on that and continue like uh, having that through line of this tone of of joyfulness and happiness, I think, makes a huge difference when it comes to this show. Like it really it really is sincere, as we said. Yeah, mm-hmm. I uh, yeah. it's it's so satisfying to see a show making all the right choices. Mm as it's going along uh the only other one i can think of in the last year or so that that i've seen i guess it was a little longer than a year but that that had this the same feeling for me as a show i constantly stump for called uh, the other two which was on comedy central and it's now on hbo max and the second mm-hmm. season is coming out uh soon as of the time we record this i don't remember exactly when but just a show that like has a really great compelling pilot and then continues to develop those characters and make all these interesting unexpected and correct choices mm-hmm. uh with c- continuing to develop it i highly recommend that show if you have gone through your fourth or fifth fifth watch of Ted Lasso or looking for something <laughs> that pushes some of the same buttons uh, I really enjoy it Oh, I don't think I've never heard of it. Yeah, it's uh the the logline is it's two older siblings of uh a, a Justin Bieber like sudden YouTube <laughs> smash success pop star. Uh they're sort of 20 something kind of slacker m- messed up characters okay. uh trying to sort of find their way in this in this new world they suddenly find themselves uh planted in and it's it's an absolute murderer's row of character actors. The the two leads are played by uh, I can't remember his first name, Tarver, Greg Tarver, from uh, uh, many things, including uh, the, the Billionaires show. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm doing a bad job of this. I think it's Greg Tarver and Helena York are the two characters. And then the uh, it's got Richard Kind, Molly Shannon, um, uh, uh, Wanda Sykes. It's just this unbelievable wow. collection of really okay. great character actors filling out the show. And it was it. I think I think it's something like ten episodes. And it similarly like it has a a, a premise that um, 
could be silly or poorly done, and it just hits you with unexpected heart and and choices and interesting uh, directions it chooses for these characters. Uh, so I didn't mean to turn this podcast suddenly into the please go watch. <laughs> we're seg- we're segueing uh, the other two episode, uh, and this is an unpaid endorsement. Although uh, if anybody with the show is listening, I am open to offers. Um, <laughs> But yeah, yeah, just seeing any show like this just keep surprising you and doing all the the good right stuff. It feels so good. And I was I was absolutely I, I think I turned through eight episodes on my first watch through on this. I don't know how you all uh, ended up binging it the, the first time around. But yeah, Ted Lasso, I think I did eight before I realized I wanted to stop and save for the last couple. <laughs> I, I watched yeah. them weekly yeah. as they came out, and that was so did I. Murder. Yeah. Oh, man. We, I we couldn't imagine. It, but... I, I <laughs> couldn't imagine voluntarily uh, waiting on it like that. Well, you didn't know it was good was the problem, right? You you watched like a couple episodes, and you're like, eh, no biggie, whatever. And then you got hooked. As soon as you got hooked, you're like, oh, no, what have I done? <laughs> I have to wait next another week for the next episode. Yeah. Mistakes were made. It's like, what year is this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, surprising yeah, conclusion that we love Ted Lasso. That is, I know that will blow away imagine the that. people listening to this to this podcast. You didn't, you didn't, you couldn't find a ringer. You couldn't find someone who absolutely hates the show. Uh, we'll put in some people in post. We'll put in like a soundboard. Yeah, okay, uh, okay. Just someone yeah. who's really angry, maybe yelling wanker a bunch. But uh, that's all I had. Nothing <laughs> <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> Uh, well, that concludes our discussion of episode two of Ted Lasso. Keep tuned uh, in, of course, for coverage of the rest of season one. And I, I don't think I would probably be uh, out of line in saying that there will probably be some coverage of season two here on the Incomparable somewhere. <laughs> but of course, I would like to thank my fantastic panel this week. Shannon Sutter, thank you so much for being here. Always a pleasure. John Moltz, it was a delight to have you on. <laughs> Really, Dan? <laughs> Don't get sarcastic in a show about Ted Lasso. <laughs> you know I love you. It's fine. Uh, and Paul Sabourin, thank you so much for joining us for your inaugural show. We hope you didn't. we didn't scare you off there. I was very glad to be here. And uh, until we get another Nate, we're going to assume that I'm going to be your default Nate. <laughs> And thank you, everybody out there, for listening. Uh, Remember, be a goldfish.